One Sun, Three Flowers is a one-stop shop for the entire family. Our mother-daughter clothing brand promotes self-care, unity, and wellness for the entire tribe through apparel. We created the One Sun, Three Flowers shop a few years ago when we challenged ourselves to create clothing that promoted self-care, self-love, and wellness and help you connect to your highest self and your tribe. Head to the onesun3flowers.com shop and save 20% when you use the code PODCAST2020. That's O-N-E-S-U-N, the number three, flowers.com and save when you use the code. Enjoy Flower Tribe. Need a space to advertise your business, book, event, or next great idea? Get in front of a consistent following of dedicated listeners. To learn more about how to advertise with us, email us at onesun3flowers at gmail.com. Looking for a tutor? look no further. Tutor Me Courtney offers in-person, virtual, and traveling tutoring services for K-12 students. Need ELA help, homework completion, literacy support? No problem. Book a session today at calendly.com slash tutormecourtney. That's C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y dot com backwards slash Tutor me, Courtney, to get started on your child's educational success today. Hey, Flower Tribe. Hey, Flower Tribe. Hey, Flower Tribe. Welcome to our One Sun, Three Flowers podcast, Stories of Our Mothers, a wellness and self-care podcast designated to uplifting the voices of women of color. Author, self-love activist, educator, mother, and poet, Courtney Brookins will help you bloom into your best self and encourage you to make self-care part of your daily practice. Join the tribe as we embark on a journey of healing, mothering, womanhood, and collectivism through the ancestral practice of storytelling. Whether you're looking for an infinity space, sisterhood, or mommy tribe, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, mother, and self-care enthusiast, Courtney Brookins. Happy Black History Month! I'm black every month, but this month, I'm black, black. (laughs) Hey, Flower Tribe, how are you guys doing? I am so excited and so happy that it's Black History Month. I mean, I love being black, specifically a black woman. Blackness is ingenious, beautiful, inventive, creative, vibrant. I mean, uh, we're oozing with warmth and love and goodness. This is exactly why I celebrate my community and my blackness all year long. And I'm super excited we get an extra day this month and this year 
to celebrate all the amazing and wonderful melanated people on this earth. Shameless plug, but we've been selling black 365 gear and a whole, we have a whole line of woke apparel at our store, onesunfreeflowers.com. So if you're not shopping with us yet, what are you doing? <laughs> All right, so now I'm past the shameless plug. And I have to tell you, in this past month, I know we started January 2020. And I took that entire month off just to really focus and recenter on me. And one of the things that I have been doing is working on my inner child work. If you're unfamiliar, your inner child is your original or true self. Okay, so we're looking at the damaged or concealed by negative childhood experiences. Long way of saying we're going back to those childhood experiences and helping us to heal and re-examine them, which are not always fun and sometimes very hurtful. And quickly, I just want to add that if you're considering doing this work as a result of listening to this podcast, I have utilized tools of support, everything from meditation to therapy. And if you know you're going to awaken some things that you might need some help on, there's nothing wrong with getting a trusted professional to help you through these experiences. Therapy is something that I've gone to, that I continue to go through, and I really encourage my friends and family, even in my private life, to seek. With that being said, through examination, my inner trial work has been leading me to several places. But one of the most unique places is when I go back to race-related traumatic experiences. As a child, I first learned what it meant to be black in America. I learned quickly about how my hair, my color, my body, my speech was translated into one thing. And it had a lot of different messages. It wasn't just one thing, but it was one thing for black America, another thing for white America. And as a child, you don't really know where and how to sit with that. So sharing one of my experiences um, I was in preschool and it was one of my first experiences with racism on the playground. Now, I was about four, three or four years old. I am born in September. And so I started school a little earlier than I probably was technically supposed to because in the Chicagoland area, we have a September 1st deadline. Mine is September 5th. I digress. Anyway, myself and another student were at the preschool we were on the playground grandma ended up coming out and I guess we caught ourselves liking each other because in black America you know you can't really like someone we always calling ourselves liking someone just a way of our family members not really acknowledging any romantic feelings that we have for anyone until we're grown I mean you all know so <laughs> I digress myself and this student began liking each other and he was a white student full disclaimer I was in like this interracial relationship in preschool and I can't quite remember how he physically looked, um, but I definitely remember his grandmother took the time to let me know that blacks and whites don't get married. So here I was a preschool student, not even fully being within the school system. And I was already being made aware of the fact that Blacks and whites were not allowed to get married. 
Now, granted, again, giving full disclaimer, I'm born in the late 80s. So this is, was the late 80s, early 90s. And blacks, in fact, could get le legally married. But grandma took the time to inform me that we couldn't be married. Which I know now, as an adult, translates to, to the fact that she was pretty much denouncing the possibility of us creating mulatto children. I mean, we were children ourselves. Um, but I guess she just didn't want that as a part of her ancestry. And the sad thing is, you learn quickly about how race influences everything when you're a child of color specifically a black child you become policed everywhere from the classroom to the playground to activities you become overly and constantly aware of your blackness and how that impacts everything you do and unfortunately some of that policing be turns into internalized self-hatred and it just becomes this big buildup and plethora of things. So when I think about inner child work, I really can't bypass my racial experiences because they have been being carried with me for over three decades. I wish I could say that these experiences were limited to my childhood and that my children were absolved of having these experiences experiences but sadly they've been victimized to very similar experiences in their childhood too I think that's because as a society we really haven't done enough work on healing the systems that we have in fact we've more so focused on the things that are actually in place without really looking at how we can dismantle these systems so to those of you all who are listening that are non-black, simply saying statements like, let's not talk about race, so I don't believe in race, doesn't take away from the system because it doesn't protect children like myself during this experience or even my children right now from not becoming victimized of, victimized by these systems. I mean, for example, my daughters have been criticized and mocked for their tone of voices. They've been made aware of their complexion, their their differences in their hair textures, um, and and having people comment on things that might not be so quickly commented on for white students. Um, and so I just have to say that I don't want to pretend that I have all of the answers. In fact, I probably don't have a lot of them. But I think that it's really important that we start taking time to start just specifically sharing these stories and to being able to process them out loud and be able to share our experiences, specifically the ones that we've normalized. I think we've normalized. I know I have a lot of these experiences as being that's just how things are, but Things just being how they are don't take away from the impact that it has on little children of color. And so I think that one thing we can do besides talking about them is when we begin to have conversations, we begin to open the store, open the door and be able to process and create some more understanding and solutions and kind of just peel back that onion layer of what we've been going through. 
and what we've been hiding even from ourselves because that's what inner child work really reveals. It really reveals the things that we've been hiding from ourselves. So that experience where someone mocked your color or the texture of your hair or your tone of voice or the things you like to do or the music you like to listen to that you have brushed off and thought that it's not a big deal because I was in third grade then, they actually are a really big deal. And subconsciously, they're probably affecting how you show up in your relationships, in your families, in your place of work. I really think that it's also important for us to learn ways to safeguard our feelings from these or safeguard ourselves from these experiences. If for nothing else, our own sanity, because these things are still happening. And really what it's doing, it is it's like build up. It's like, okay, little Courtney had this experience at three and now she's 30 something and now she has a bunch of those little experiences. So they become heightened, especially when we don't have affinity spaces and safe spaces for us to really be able to dig deep and talk about those things. So I really want to encourage you again to create space for yourself and to create space for lives the little lives in your household, just really talk about flush those things out and not normalize those things. Because although they are a normal, although they are a almost expected part of our childhood experiences and adult experiences, it's not okay for us to be having to endure the type of things that we do and have to endure as children as adult, and as adults. And I think it's time for us to talk about that. So with that being said, I encourage you to work on your inner child. I encourage you to unpack some of those experiences that you still hold on to from childhood. And with that, I will leave you with a poem read by my daughter to leave you with a little positivity, affirmation, and self-love. And remember that you don't have to face these emotions alone if you need. And I am encouraging you to do so. Make sure you seek help. Hey, black child, do you know who you are, who you really are? Do you know you can be what you want to be if you try to be what you can be? Hey, black child, do you know where you are going, where you're really going? Do you know you can learn what you want to learn if you try to learn what you can learn? Hey, black child, do you know you are strong? I mean, really strong. Do you know you can do what you want to do if you try to do what you can do? Hey, black child, be what you want to be. Learn what you must learn. Do what you can do, and tomorrow your nation will be what you want it to be. Thanks for listening to the One Sun, Three Flowers podcast. Check out show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.onesun3flowers.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. We want to connect with your tribe. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. And remember to bloom into your best self.